What's happening, everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome into another edition of Final Whistle. I have a real treat here for you guys today. I have Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Austin, thank you for taking some time out of your day to come on to Final Whistle and chat it up with me today. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, having me on, Blaine. Looking forward to uh, what you got in store for us. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just jump right in. You've had a couple weeks now to reflect on the season for yourself. Uh, what was your overall take from this past season for you and the Chargers? Oh, shoot, man. There's so many takes from this past season just because of everything that kind of went down as far as, you know, COVID, as far as a new quarterback, uh, as far as me coming in, playing on my new contract. Um, so, I mean, I can talk forever about that, but I would say the biggest takeaway, um, the most thing I'm most proud of um, is how our team came back, responded, uh, even though we were you know, losing close games. Uh, you know, we kept fighting all the way to the end. And, you know, even in those close games, we were up. And so it just showed that, hey, our team, we have some talent. You know, we're going to be in this uh, for the long run as far as making making a run in a, sometime in the near future, hopefully this upcoming year um, with our new coaching staff. But uh, I just love what we have. I love the weapons that we have on the team that are coming back. And I'm really looking forward to this season and giving it another shot. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned it yourself that you, you really think that the team's close. How close do you think you guys are for making a run? Man, I feel like that's the NFL, right? You know, every team's close. If you're not close, you're scrambling to get close. Um, and there's those teams that are, you know, riding what they have because they have the chemistry, they have the coaches, and they're winning. And so everyone's trying to get to that part. Um, but for the most part, that team is not very different from the team that's really close. Um, it's just a few things here and there. And so I feel like we're in a good spot to, to push over the hump. Um, you know, it's, it's not the players. It's not the coaches. It's, it's everything. You know, it's, it's just you have to find the right combination because – it's it's a thing where we have enough talent, we have enough knowledge, but okay, now we have to figure out how we can put that on the field and actually make a complete product because we were making a product that was working, but working just to be good, not to be great. And so it was a little spotty. And if you want to be, if you're going to be good, you can go eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. That's great. That's good. But that's not what we get paid. We get paid to win games, go to playoffs and try to get the Super Bowl. And so we got to be great. And so it's going to take that next elite step. Uh, you know, playmakers got to make more plays. Coaches got to make the right calls and the right decisions. And we got to bring all of that together. And it's easy, a lot easier said than done, uh, obviously, because there's only one Super Bowl winner at the end of the every year. Um, and we, I haven't been in it. So still working to find that chemistry. But uh, I, I like where we are, I like the stance that we have. No doubt. So what was the biggest thing that you've been trying to focus on this offseason or what do you want to work on this offseason, especially for you? Yeah, so I blew up my hamstring like week four. And so I'm just really getting my strength back that I lost a lot of my strength from that hamstring in injury. It's just basically two months of not running and then just kind of, all right, you're good to go. Got thrown back in there. And so, I mean, I lost so much of my conditioning, um, just my strength. And, I, you know, I ended up finishing out the season, but it was still like, yeah, I was just kind of like 80% of what my 100% was at the beginning. Um, so uh, main focus for me is getting back to, you know, my peak performance feeling where I, you know, I feel like the most explosive, the strongest. And, uh, you know, I got some challenges coming up to kind of show, hey, I've been, I've been working, looking forward to putting out that content um, in the weight room. But uh, yeah, so it's basically getting back to peak performance. And also uh, I want to start, uh, you know, get some chemistry made with my new coaches. Uh, that'll be another goal of mine just because they're in the building out here. And so it's going to be really important for us to have that relationship so we can move forward as a team and, you know, kind of get the chemistry built before we come into the building um, when we have to go actually and play football when there's not really a lot of time to do that. As one who has blown out both of his hamstrings, I understand what you went through completely. Yeah. 
man. It, brutal. So man. brutal, man. So brutal. So have you been had the opportunity to coach to talk with Coach Staley and his staff at all so far? Uh, I talked to Coach Staley uh, once, and then actually like a couple of days ago, he was watching some film. He sent me a clip. It was one of the clips when we were playing the Chiefs, and I was I just had this sick run. And he's like, bro, this just gets me so excited. I can't wait to teach you guys in the building, play some football, man, and get you get, get around you guys. And, you know, that got me pumped too. Uh, you know, I was like, you know, I should have scored on this, even though it's still a good run, but I, I got to make it better. That's got to take that to the next level. But, uh, yeah, there's been some type of communication just – you know, building that relationship. Uh, I think he's in the building. I think I can go take a COVID test and actually get in there, which I'll probably do uh, in the coming weeks and just go actually sit down with them and see what's up. Without a doubt. I think that's great that you've had the opportunity to at least chat with him at least for once and get the opportunity to understand what his philosophy is going to be. It's going to be a real interesting take of what the Chargers are really going to look like next season. And for you, you came out of Western Colorado. You were undrafted. How it has that chip on your shoulder being an undrafted player really turned you into the running back that you are now? Shoot, I would say even more than that. I would say it's turned me into the person I am as far as off the field as well, just because I understand that, hey, I came from a small town where there's very limited opportunity. And now I'm in a place where there's, you know, almost unlimited amount of opportunity just because of the platform that I'm on, the connections that I've been making and the relationships that I, you know, keep nurturing and keep building. And so I don't take that for granted. I make sure to, you know, try to get myself in front of as many people as I can. For instance, you know, I'm on your podcast right now, you know, just chatting it up, you know, like I, I love this stuff because it's a way for me to connect with new people and make new connections. And I love to do that on the field and off the field. And so like on the field, like I understand, like I came from a, a small school. So from day one, when I saw watching the building, I had everything to prove. And, you know, it's like, it's that same mentality, build off the year I had before, build off the year I had before. And that's kind of been my mindset coming in. And so I know I have to prove myself every single year. I know it's the coach's job to go out there and try to find people to replace me. It's my job to come in here and say, hell no, you ain't replacing me because I'm your guy. And so that's, that's my mindset on and off the field, man. I'm your guy. Let's go. Let's get some stuff done. <laughs> Love it. So how's that transition from being trying to make a roster spot to the third down back now to the every down back for you? I know you say you want to be that guy. What is what was the transition like for you? Was it difficult at first or did you have to make some different uh, get up with the speed to the game, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, my rookie year definitely had to catch up to the speed of the game. But after, you know, a few years, uh, like one or two, you know, I was like, OK, I, I know what to expect. I, you know, I've been here uh, a couple of years now and, you know, played, you know, whatever 64 games or 32 games um but now it was like okay now I just kind of basically built myself into a role where I was like okay I can handle like there were situations where I was yeah the third down back but then there were situations where you know Mel in front of me at the time he would get hurt and now I'm every down back so I was still getting some of that type of uh uh experience before I became hey now you're the guy and I think that's what allowed me to prove that hey I can actually play this role as your every down back is, you know, just the little, you know, instances here and there where I was able to have that opportunity and I took advantage of it. Yeah, that's, that's great stuff. Honestly, just trying to being able to have, how what difficult was it for you though, to be able to jump from run, one role back to the other role? Was it, was it, I, it wasn't man. Like I'm, I'm in here, bro. I, as much more that I could do just shows the more value that I can do. So I was, I'm always working on my game as far as this route running, catching, running, um, you know, even special teams back in the day, early in my career. Like I was working, I used to work on that in the off season. Like I'd be working on special teams. Cause I'm like, Hey, this is how I got into the league. You know, I don't want to uh, lose it. 
Um, so I, like I said, like I'm always working just to be the best player that I can be for the team. So, cause if it, if they need me to go back on special teams all year, last year, even as the number one guy, my coach, man, put me back at gunner, man. Let me go make some plays. Like, let me just go out there and make some plays, man. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to make plays for the chargers. I'm here to make us in a position that's better to win. And I feel like you need the best players on the field. And so, I mean, I get it. They're trying to save me or whatever, but I'm like, bro, <laughs> put me on the dang field, bro. Let's go. Like, let me just go make plays in any aspect of the football game. This is just You're ready to line up at corner if you have to at the moment. I mean, I, I don't, okay. I'm going to stay to my strengths. I ain't going to be doing no corner because I'm going to get burnt. But uh, I do know my strengths. And I feel like, you know, you got to exploit them. You got to put me out there where I'm strongest, you know? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. And I just want to, touch note you had a rookie quarterback justin herbert out of oregon just what has what was his maturity level like for you guys and having to have him being instilled especially with tyrod going down earlier in the year what was that like for the squad yeah you know we didn't really know what to expect out of herbert coming in and then he came in and basically forced his way into the starting role um and then that was it from there he just continued continue to grow continue to mature and understand the offense you know we started out really simple for him just because he wasn't really um, having as much experience under his belt. And so once he got that experience and showed that he's ready to go on and he's a really smart kid and we, okay, we started putting it more and more on his plate as far as calling the protections and saw as far as calling the different, different plays, change the plays, seeing the slides and like, see the disguises. And, you know, he's a re- like I said, he's a really smart kid, even just like book smart. You had like a 4.0 in college, like just crazy. And then he's also out here slinging the rock too. So, you know, he's a different breed as, as the kids say nowadays. But um, yeah, I'm excited to play with him for the next few years and uh, I'm continuing to, you know, help him grow and uh, just get in his ear so he can throw him some check downs. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to pad the stats. Help him you pad the stats. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, if you're in trouble, man, just throw me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I'll be right next to you. <laughs> and for you, what are your personal goals that you want to be able to achieve in the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, as far as football, um, I always have the same goal every year. I don't have number goals. I don't have anything like that. I always want to build off the year I did before. Um, so last year, I felt like I built off the year I did before that year. And that was in the case of, you know, even hurting my hamstring. I felt like I was still able to grow in a different way as far as being a leader in the running back room, um, a leader in the locker room, and just kind of give some insight to the younger guys, you know, going through a tough time that, hey, like is COVID. Like we don't even have preseason, any of that stuff. So I feel like I stepped up in different ways last year. And now I'm looking forward to uh, trying to put a full season together and, you know, make a push for yeah, ho- hopefully that Pro Bowl at the end of the year as always. And then, you know, obviously we're trying to, as a team, make those playoffs. You know, that's always step one to to the Super Bowl. Got to make the playoffs first. But to do that, got to make plays, win games. For sure. I want to transition to a couple of passions that you've started up. Some You've started up Gridiron Gaming Group as well as the yeah. Austin Eckler Foundation. I want to start up, uh, start off with Gridiron Gaming Group. Just what led you to come to this? I know you started it started it as well as then transitioning to having a big Super Bowl stream that you ended up having. How did the Super right. Bowl stream go as well? And just give an overall rundown yeah. of Gridiron Gaming. So Gridiron Gaming Group, it's not it's not necessarily a gaming group. I mean, we are we do play <laughs> games, stuff like that, but uh, that's just the name we gave it. Uh, it's more so a, an interaction platform between, you know, people that we stream on Twitch. If you don't know what Twitch is, it's a live streaming platform. Um, and it started by me basically just not having a way to interact with people when COVID shut everything down. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start Twitch uh, so I can get some type of interaction between people that can type in the chat. I can read the chat. It's basically like a press conference. Um, and so I would also play some games here and there with the community if they wanted to play some games. But 
um, I started having a lot of opportunities from that and started growing that. And so I started offering, you know, help to other people. And it just became this community that we called Gridiron Gaming Group. And so now actually we just signed a NASCAR player. We have a major league baseball player. And I think the rest, I think six other football players. Um, and basically it's just a group where we have strength in numbers. We share our communities together. You know, we do, uh, like you said, we had that, our Super Bowl event, uh, which was our first ever, you know, collective event where it was very interactive. We do a lot of giveaways, uh, hang out with the chat, do some fun little challenges with the chat and with the other uh, community members. And basically it's, it's a way for us to kind of bridge the gap, build our brands and kind of show who we are off the field or out of our sport and, you know, connect with our community that wants to connect with us and connect communities together as well. And so we're also like looking forward, we're looking to put on more tournaments, more types of meet and greet, things like that. So yeah, Gridiron Gaming Group, love it. Check us out on Twitch um, or Instagram. That's where you can you know, find most of our information. And then, uh, yeah, we had our Super Bowl event. It was actually insane <laughs> as far as the turnout. Uh, we, we had a really fun time. I made sure to make it super interactive. Um, I think we had like 700,000 viewers um, throughout That's the long, entire three yeah. hours. So yeah, it was insane. Uh, people were having a good time just because I made sure to make the content entertaining. And, you know, there was a scavenger hunt. There was tons of giveaways as far as um, like Xboxes, like uh, sparkling ice, HyperX stuff, like stuff that's actually like, wow, I actually want that. Uh, I wanted to make it more intriguing for everybody because it was just a fun, fun time, something new. Everyone come hang out, see what this is about. And I would say it was definitely a success and looking forward to uh, more, more uh, events in the future. So how do you want Gridiron Gaming Group to expand? Do you want it to eventually go outside of uh, just professional athletes too? Is that, is that? Yeah. So I could see Gridiron Gaming Group. I'm very specific on people that I want in the group because it's, it's, all about positivity it's all about connection with the community and so i want positive vibes i need positive people uh, to be in the group um so we're pretty selective and that's that's just what we want the community to be around it's just all like hey pot what is here to connect we're here to have a good time and so i'm continuing to grow the group as far as members but i also want to continue to grow the group as far as giving them opportunities to kind of host their own events if they want to do tournaments if they want to do a, like a meet and greet giveaway stream um stuff like that and so it's basically a platform to just integrate yourself into your brand and your community. And that's how I see it growing in the future. That's phenomenal stuff. And what's your, I got a quick question. What's your go-to esports game? What's your go-to game? My go-to game is League of Legends. So for all okay. the other nerds out there who know League of Legends, yeah, shout out to y'all. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's my favorite game. I've playing for like five, six years, but it's super in-depth game that, that just gets me, I don't know, it gets me addicted because there's just climbing and, you know, there's all the different, you know, variety of gameplay and I just love it. For me, it was always, I mean, I still play it, NCAA, even though they're actually really? going to hopefully bring it back. Yeah, like, they're I'm supposed hoping. to bring it back. I still play the throwback all the all, all the time. Tim Tebow really? on the cover. That's my good really? for sure. Nice, nice. That's what's <laughs> so up. let's let's jump to your foundation now. You actually, right. the foundation's doing some great work. You just started that up as well during the season, correct? Right. So the Austin Eckler Foundation actually started it last year, but it takes forever to get all the paperwork and get it actually official. And so we finally were able to, you know, lock in all of our documents and tax ID, all that stuff. And so uh, we finally started our first project up in Santa Barbara. And, you know, there was just basically, let me back up, actually. The, the reason I started the foundation was to help people, places, some, some type of area that needed more resources and more opportunity. And then, 
that's where Santa Barbara came to me because it was a big population and Santa Barbara High School is, you know, not the most funded high school. Uh, I think they have like 70% free and reduced lunch. So they need funds over there. Everything basically over there is built off of donations. And I was, you know, had some connections with the, the Hutt Parker Foundation who was helping them and they're in need of a, of a weight room. And I had connections with the weight room and you know infrastructure to get that built out. And so I connected with them and we started our first project up in Santa Barbara where we're, build, we're building them a new weight room for their school. And so that's, that's kind of the ideas of what the Austin Eckler Foundation is gonna be. It just, it kind of you know resembles my life growing up where it's like, I just needed a resource and the resource for me was the gym. Um, so that's why I was really excited that this first project that we're doing was a gym. And it's where I learned how to basically where I learned a lot of uh, social skills. It's where I learned to work hard. It's where I learned to work as a team. And it's where I learned all these different skills uh, that apply to different aspects of my life. And so that's what I want to do in communities or schools is give them a resource that they are lacking that can hopefully push, you know, a few people or, you know, many people over the years to, you know, push them to find their passions and push them to learn these skills that they can really apply to the other parts of their life to help them be successful in the things that they want to do. Yeah. And the gym's supposed to be done in March, correct? Is that, is that the goal? Yeah. Right so, now? I mean, right now, obviously with COVID, everything's backed up. So we're just waiting for the equipment. Everything's been approved. All the funding has been put down. Now we're just waiting for the infrastructure to come in and be basically implemented. And so that's just basically whenever we can get the thing shipped to us, it'll be implemented and then we'll go cut the ribbon and then it'll be usable. That's fantastic. So yeah. we're, what other projects do you want to get involved in? Do you want it to be more focused on helping out in schools or do you have, are you going to no, so, general? No, so like, like I said, it's more just an opportunity um, in general. And so actually I'm looking in Inglewood for my next project where SoFi Stadium is. I would love to help that area. I just love helping out here in California where the population is massive. And so I can do a project and it'll help thousands upon thousands of people, um, especially in Inglewood where, you know, it's not the best best upkept place you know is there's trying to make a turnaround right now that's why the new stadium's there you know they're trying to you know help just bring more positivity to the area and so well how are you going to do that well you need people to come in and start making new infrastructure um, new resources and so that's what i'm actually looking to uh, implement next is uh, some things i don't get into too many details before it's uh, solid but i'm looking at working in parks in inglewood and really trying to you know implement resources there to you know help positivity uh, create positivity in the area and just more motivation for people as far as uh, just bringing out their passions. And so that's all I'll say about that before we get into the weeds and that, but um, yeah, definitely looking for our next project. Fantastic. Before I let you go, Austin, I had a couple fans send out that are Chargers fans send out some questions and one of them, this was one of their questions for Los versus Los Angeles and San Diego. Who has better Mexican food? See, you can't ask me that. You can't ask me that question because I was never in San Diego. See, I, I'm See, too young. That's I'm I, too young. That's, that's, that's an OG that's asking that question probably. I, I know. San Diego. You know. He's trying. <laughs> he, was dig, he was digging for gold. He was digging. You're I just thought I would guys. see if you had I'll, any ex expertise at all. I was only in San Diego for six weeks, and so I didn't really have uh, any experience going out and like actually like trying out the food stuff but then i was i've been in la so i've been an la charger for as long as i've been a charger yeah. so yeah Absolutely. sorry about that <laughs> no, no worries no i apologize um and then the other question is uh for a kid that uh one a young athlete who's trying to chase his dreams in the field of sports what what's the advice that you would give to them mm, so say for me 
growing up, I, I didn't really know what sport I wanted to go into um, until I got older into high school. But for me, I played every single sport for as long as I could. I was a three sport athlete in high school, even though when I got to high school, football was my main sport. I knew that. And I still continue to play basketball and ran track. Um, and that was just to continue to just build myself in other ways to become more athletic. And I think just doing that also, you know, builds your social skills because you're in different teams, you're working with different people, you're doing different things. So I just think it builds you up. And I think it just keeps you just not getting bored yet. You know, you just continue to just, you know, move around, do other things. If it's your passion, you won't get bored. I get that. But I think it's good to switch it up a little bit, especially when you're younger. Um, just to continue to build different skills that will also help you in your sport. And once you do get specialized, like going into college or if you go to like some club or you're doing it on your own, whatever, um, then it's just make sure that you're around people that are also passionate about it, because that's going to also help you continue to keep your passion, keep your fight going and just keep you motivated to work out and work as hard as you can. Because if you if you get around the wrong crowd, um, then it, I feel like you just get you get burnt out of it and then it becomes not as you're like dang what am I doing now you know you're getting around people that are doing other things and you know they're not doing the same thing you're doing so you feel like oh maybe you should be switching up but it's like no it's if you're still passionate about it just surround yourself with those people as well because then they can help you feed off that hunger and they, they can feed off of you as well and so it's I'm a big believer in passions and so if you're passionate about it definitely do that because it's going to make your life seem so much better and you're going to feel like you're doing the right thing you're not going to be contemplating and you know second guessing yourself uh, phenomenal. Austin, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your Friday. It was a huge treat to have you on and talk, talk some football and talk about your foundation and your gaming group as well. If you ha didn't hear, check his, out his stuff, gridirongamingroup.com, as well as you can go to donate for Austin Eckler Foundation at austineckler.com slash donate. Austin, it was and really check me out on Twitch at Austin Eckler. Uh, we have fan control football playing actually right now. If you guys don't know what fan control oh, football the aces, is, right? The aces. Wild Aces. If you guys are in need for some football content, come watch us play on Saturday. Uh, we play on Saturdays at 5.30. So you can come call some plays in our new fan control football league on Twitch. Check it out. All right. So check that out. Wild Aces. They play Saturday, everyone. That's our special edition of Final Whistle. Again, thank you to Austin Eckler for taking some time out of his Friday. It was a real pleasure. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Try and find some sports. I know football's not happening right now, but there is fan control football. There is fan control football. Let's go. <laughs>